Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Houston Exercise Science where we talk about everything that has to do with fitness as long as it's scientifically backed. Now, last episode we talked about three common fitness myths that I hear about a lot and I was going to continue to review more myths but actually this episode we're going to go over uh, some a little bit something different. Um, we're going to go over some more physiology uh, the physiological side of fitness and what happens to your body as you exercise. So there's two topics we're going to go over today. The first one being uh, what I like to call the fat carb uh, threshold or curve. And then we're going to be talking about a little bit of exercise endocrinology, um, meaning hormonal response to exercise and how that plays a role in everything. Um, so... Before we begin, thank you for listening, and thank you guys for staying with me in this fun time of trying to be uh, podcasting. So let's get into the stuff here. So the first topic, like I said, is going to be the fat-carb threshold or curve. And so let me explain what that is. So the first thing to mention is fat is... A macronutrient that's going to be used mainly in low-intensity exercises. And then carbs is the other macronutrient that will be used mainly in high-intensity exercises. Now, the question is, why is that? And um, why does your body choose to do that? Well, fat is um, it's a macronutrient that is used in low-intensity because takes a long time to create energy from a fat molecule, from one fat molecule, but it yields a lot of energy, a lot of ATP, which is the energy currency of the body. And because it takes a long time, low intensity exercises are, um, the reason it's used there is because you have a long, you have time before you get fatigued. So it's low intensity. So you've got you know, 30 minutes, 45 hours, how, depending on how much of an athlete you are. And so your body has tons of time to synthesize uh, and create energy from fat. And um, so what happens is your body will use that first. Now, carbs is used for high intensity for the opposite reason. You don't have a lot of time before you get fatigued. Your body knows this, and so it's got to choose a macronutrient that takes not too long to, to switch to energy, and that it can get some energy out there pretty quickly because you have seconds before you're fatigued. So it'll use carbs. When we're talking about the threshold, we're going to use running, long distance running, as an example for this. So as you first start running, it's low intensity, it's super easy, you're just slowly jogging. So either your body's going to choose fat because it says, oh, we got time, he's not even tired or she's not even tired, so we can use uh, fat and get a lot of energy uh, for this person because uh, we can do that right now. Now as it gets harder and you're starting to breathe hard and your muscles are starting to burn because you're, you've been going at it for a long time, your body's going to switch to carbs because it says, okay, this guy's about to fatigue and uh, we need to give some energy to him pretty quickly. And so we're going to use carbs 
because we can switch to we can create energy out of it pretty quick now when we look at the fat carb threshold what we're gonna find is very athletic people are gonna stay on that fat macronutrient and burn fat for energy for a longer period period of time before it switches to carbs and there's advantages to doing that and your body knows this it does it all for you the advantages is fat there's a lot more storage of fat than there is carbs there's pretty much virtually a limitless amount by the time you run out of fat like in for your entire body it's going to be hours so your body's going to use fat in the beginning because you have a lot of it and so it's like okay we have a lot of it we have a lot of time so let's use this first and so there's a lot of advantages to that which is you're not going to get tired because you have so much fat storage in your body even really trained marathon runners that look you know like really slim really uh, lean they still have enough fat percentage on them um, to still have them go for a very long time and you can see that as evidence when you see marathon runners doing super long distance uh, marathons or triathlons or Ironmans it's pretty crazy uh, to see how far they can go and the reason is because they're staying on fat for so long so they and of course their cardio uh, respiratory fitness is super high um, and everything like that and their VO2 max numbers are super high which I'll go over also next um, in a later time and then probably at the last bit of the marathon they're probably gonna turn up the intensity run a little faster and their body's gonna slowly start to switch to carbs uh, because of that but they get to go a little faster and possibly win the race or stay in first place then when your body switches to carbs this is a limited resource your body doesn't have tons of it and so because of that there, it's a disadvantage to switching to carbs because now your time is limited before you completely fatigue and you run out of energy and so uh, that's why you want to stay using that fat molecule for a long time and like I said once you get better and as you get better you're gonna stay on that fat molecule uh, and using that as energy for a longer period of time the last thing I want to talk about before we move on is that this threshold or curve the reason I call it that is because if you look at a chart it is kind of like two curves where the fat curve is going downwards um, and the glucose slash carb curve is kind of cur slowly curving upwards and uh, the reason I mention and kind of emphasize that is because it's not like a it's not like a, a light switch where just you're the on button you're doing fat and then you just flip a switch and you're all of a sudden doing carbs um, and burning that it's it's slow it's a slow transition they're not mutually exclusive that and there's a point like a threshold where both fat and carbs are being used equally at the same time before carbs slowly take over as the main energy source so pretty interesting stuff that your body chooses that and it's pretty cool to be aware of that if you're you know you're doing cardio to try to either lose weight or trying to get your cardio respiratory fitness up there and higher um, you're gonna understand that this is what is happening in your body and this kind of goes into carb loading I don't want to talk too much about it I 
but I guess I'll add it. Uh, carb loading, you know, it, if you're a trained individual and you're using fat almost the whole time, then loading carbs, you're not really going to use that too much. Um, so it's kind of like, not, it doesn't really make as much of a difference as people may think. But that's a whole other topic. I want to get to a little further detail into why that is and why it doesn't really do as much as people think and uh, increase your performance. Of course, if you're untrained and you switch to carbs super fast because you're not trained, then that may help you out a little bit, but it's still a limited source. And um, if you eat a bunch of carbs before the event, you might have just converted a lot of that to fat anyways overnight sleeping. So, you know. But anyways, we'll we'll move on to that in an, another time. So the final topic of this episode is um, the hormonal response to exercise. I thought this was pretty interesting when we studied this, and um, it's a it's just a pretty cool topic. What all what happens is your body has a hormonal response to exercise. So as you exercise and as the intensity of the exercise increases so will the hormonal response to that exercise so one of the ones that are pretty interesting is epinephrine and norepinephrine or is commonly known as adrenaline adrenaline will spike as you start to exercise and one of the things to mention is when you are an untrained person you're you're not pretty athletic yet you're new to fitness you're going to have a very big hormonal response a big spike in hormonal response to exercise and the reason uh, for that is because all these different hormones are trying to help you out namely adrenaline you're you're you'll have a spike in adrenaline because the adrenaline is trying to help increase that heart rate which increases the blood flow going through your body which increases the oxygen to those working muscles that really need it and so adrenaline tries to come in and save basically the day <laughs> but um again you'll get tired eventually and uh that's one of the hormones as well as a growth hormone also uh comes into play as you exercise and you're new and it helps, uh, mainly it helps with glucogenesis. Um, it, it, it increases or it, it creates glucose um, as well as fatty acid mobilization. Um, and both growth hormone and adrenaline uh, will increase as intensity increases. So a popular one is high intensity interval training. Well, that's super high intensity, and if you're new to that stuff, you'll have a really big hormonal response. So hormones in your body are trying to help you out. And as you become better and more trained, this response becomes less and less and less. Because your body doesn't even need the help of all of these different hormones being excreted um, and uh, put into your bloodstream. Um, your body knows how to to do everything and so that's a pretty interesting topic there's a lot of different hormones that that really regulate everything but uh, those two adrenaline and growth hormone are pretty a pretty big one you'll you'll definitely feel when you're when you're new and you're working out and it's just 
it you know it feels really intense um, is probably because of that response and as you get better you won't have that response so before I sign off I like to review at the end which is we talked about the fat carb curve where you stay on fat for a little while then switch to carbs fats better energy source it's kind of unlimitless carbs are limited um, not too good of a source when it comes to like long distance um, training and stuff we're not talking about like lifting uh, at this time and um, we learned that you eventually switch but you'll switch later and later as you get better then we talked about hormones and how you have a big response if you're new to training and you have a, a smaller response as you get um, more trained and the reason that hormones are even a factor in fitness is because these things are trying to help you out in uh, pretty much getting through the physical activity or exercise uh, so it's pretty interesting how those things are actually a factor in fitness but anyways thank you guys for listening to this episode and I will see you guys on the next one.